0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Squawk,
1: episode four. We're here, back in the studio with my co-host, Stephen Pastis. How's it going, Stephen?
2: Pretty good. How are you, Noah?
1: Today is a super special day. I am the Henry Hill. Stephen is the Jimmy Conway of this podcast, but we're here to introduce... Our Tommy DeVito, uh, coordinator slash co-creator, Michael Sauls. Um, he is part of the management team at the Daily Gamecock, and he helped us throw this little project together. Uh, Michael, how's it going?
3: I'm fantastic. Glad I get to come on. Yeah, it's a pleasure.
2: We're, we're happy to have our, uh, our, our our Yoko Ono here for <laughs> the Beatles. and she. If he's the Yoko
1: Ono, then which one of us is John Lennon? Because <laughs> that, that just, like... <laughs> I don't know. That adds a dynamic that I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm comfortable with. Yeah, so, goodness. I think he's more the George Martin. If you're talking Fifth Beatles, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I agree. I digress.
3: What do you think, Michael? I'm just simply existing. <laughs> I'm here. This was this this was my brainchild for uh for context, but um no. Obviously, you guys are doing the grunt of the word. I'm just here in the shadows trying to help get things rolling behind the scenes that's all it was graphic designer yeah, gra- yeah gra- graphic uh, huge graphic designer, graphic designer. S- social editor I send notes occasionally <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's why I gave myself the, the title of coordinator
1: yeah and we're here today to hit a couple things we have our print edition coming out this week uh, remember when um, it's such a fantastic
2: title yeah that
1: was like whoever like, came CD up with that deserves a job s- for that, that was stro- incredible stroke a genius yeah uh, I forget what was it that I said. I said some like dumb fucking title in our senior staff meeting, and like Stephen looked at me, and went. <laughs> 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 and I was like, all right.
2: Yeah, I don't remember what it was. Well, because you had the the like in bloom. Yeah, that came was from my your
3: idea, idea. So yeah. that's that's my least favorite part of print, besides you know the whole print part of it like actually putting it together is coming up with the title because everybody will sit there for like 15 minutes brainstorming titles and like none of them will feel good but then like the one finally hits and so like in bloom was yeah. phenomenal remember when was phenomenal
2: everyone in the room just goes oh
3: ah. yeah exactly yeah, yeah, that's it. yeah. you kind of just know <laughs> yeah.
1: it's like yeah, it's, just it, right. it's like like when you see in a movie like an advertising board where they're yeah. like like the Don Draper meme yeah. where he the guy, like, got the thing up on the board from yeah, Mad yeah. Men where he's like and here's what I got today, here's my <laughs> fish um, that's kind of what it feels yeah, like it's exactly. Uh, so Stephen and Michael you guys can take it away on the print stuff um, after that I believe we have an interview with uh, Darius believe it or not yeah, yeah. Stephen got to interview Darius Rucker so uh, hopefully we're going to be able to throw a little bit of that audio in and then after that Uh, Michael here is a big Marvel and Disney fan, and Stephen and I, because of our pretentious (laughs) taste, uh, like to rag on him a lot, so we made him watch (laughs) Goodfellas yesterday, and we're going to hear his takes on Goodfellas and the Martin Scorsese versus Marvel debate, and all this annoying shit that you've been hearing people talk about for like three years now, we're going to rehash it all because... Uh, we can't help ourselves, so we, that's we brought
2: him on basically just to bully him about yeah,
1: him
3: yeah. Disney. Bring, bring me Chris. on my own podcast to bully. Me. Whoa, whoa. Hey, hey,
1: hey, hey, don't bully us. Quiet down, Yoko.
3: I, I'll pull the plug on this podcast so fast.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm leaving the squat and I'm taking Michael with me. <laughs> I guess
2: that makes me John. Yeah. will <laughs> do art projects or something. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have her like yodeling in the background of my next album. Do You so. guys know that picture that's like them like. I think it's, like, Yoko, like, laying on top of John in, like, fetal position. It was, fetal it, position? It, they, like, recreated it in Euphoria. It, you guys can recreate that. Some okay. listener out there will know exactly what I'm talking yeah, about, I'm, and they'll be like, Michael, oh, Michael. I no I know. idea what you're talking about. Great joke, me. Steven. That, that <laughs> yeah, landed so <laughs> hard. On. Yeah.
3: You killed Sorry. it again. Someone is laughing out there. Back-to-back episodes with phenomenal jokes. You <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope everybody appreciated the uh, bra sound effect that I put in after
1: Steven's terrible joke last week. I don't even remember what the joke was. It was so bad. Uh, so, but, no, when,
3: uh, when, when you said it, was the Beef Wellington joke. Oh, you yeah. <laughs> said Literally, me, me, Colin, and Aiden, my younger brothers, for more context on that, uh, we were driving to, like, church for Easter, like, at 8 o'clock in the morning, listening to the squawk. I, you know, forced him to listen to it so he can get some some plays. Shout oh, out no, Aiden's home. Yeah. And Biggest Colin. Fan? Give Colin some Colin's a big fan. I told Colin to go retweet everything yeah. and he and then he didn't get a shout out. he's like, Bro, like I did what you told me to do. And I was like, Well, we record three days in advance. He's like, Oh, okay. Well, I better get one <laughs> on the next one. No, but they uh when they heard the joke, bro was Colin's literal reaction, and then you hit the sound effect and then Aiden started dying in yeah. the next So By the way, quick apology to Aiden. We said last week that
1: um we would put out a QA request for this week. We just didn't really have time. We had a lot of other stuff we wanted to talk about this week. Um so we can do that over the summer, maybe. So Aiden, whatever your questions are, you will be able to get them in at some point if you're still listening to this show. All right,
3: this is it's just, happening. This is just the Sauls Family Podcast at this point. Honestly, we need to bring Aiden on as a guest. I, I thought
2: he was coming on this week. That's what we were talking about. We'll swing it. We'll find a way to swing it.
1: Sweet. All right, guys, what do we got for print?
2: I think, I genuinely think we have a really solid uh, print edition. I I really love the Remember When. That's so good. I mean, it's hard to top in Bloom. That was a really stellar piece. But I I think, particularly for art stories, um, I think we had some really strong ones. Um, I can't help but sort of to my own horn and and talk about a story that I put in it about Columbia homelessness. That was a really, uh, you know, sort of moving and often very sort of dark and depressing story to work on. And I I talked to so many people for it and um kind of throughout it's just it's such a uh a, a vast topic with so many different opinions and and um it's really sort of interesting and and a little bit depressing to navigate that but um give that a read and and if you're a columbia citizen you know it's it's always good to be thinking about how sort of you handle issues like that and and think about people in in your community
3: yeah there's a lot of good stuff in this print edition um the I think that was Richie that did the four years of food oh, trends. Oh yeah, that was good. Shout yeah, yeah. Wait, um, what
2: are the what is so Richie said? Richie did a really cool piece about the four years of food trends. So it's white claws, baking, and TikTok recipes. And I remember reading that lead and being like, "Damn, he, he found every yeah. single one." Like I remember <laughs> every single one of them. Like white claws, crazy. So just
1: he said just sparkling drinks in
2: general. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> the sparkling seltzers, like, the seltzer is like the seltzer boom. Yeah, this yeah. I I literally remember like being like white claws like
1: what are those yeah yeah my freshman year i went to visit my friend in richmond and like i was not a big drinking person my freshman year here well but, you uh, weren't 21 oh so. yeah well, i wasn't 21 <laughs> so obviously i wasn't i went to visit my friend in richmond and all of his friends were drinking white claw and i was like i've literally never heard of this drink before in my life and now i can't go a week without seeing somebody yeah have it's a like a
2: cultural movement now yeah, like yeah. It, it
1: transcends
2: even drinks
3: yeah i like that one the uh the little the feta pasta one i don't know Noah and i were talking about that before i had completely forgotten about that as like a trend yeah. until you know editing and reading that story that one was good um Shaquem's story the oh, the columbia residents awesome. like sharing yeah. their life through hip-hop that one was really yeah cool that one was probably my favorite story um, from print and the, the design uh, is fantastic the design too. who did the design caitlin oh i'm gonna mess up that last name gal go Caitlin if you are listening to this by any chance I apologize for messing up your last name but uh, great job on the illustration for it um, that one was good Danielle Wallace had a really good one on the Belgian waffle truck um, Michael Jacobs had a really good one about his column with USC leadership uh, Jack Veltry did a good one on Andrew Eister throw in my little sports there um, and then yeah, I definitely pick up a copy preview all of these yeah I mean these are I think this is one of our one of our best uh, print editions and you know, recent uh, history here. I myself got a photo credit uh, for the head coaching changes over the last four years. Um, I did no writing for this, but I did get a photo credit, which is all that matters. Uh,
1: just to maybe clear this up, I think the last name is pronounced Goo. Goo?
3: Goo. I feel like. Sure, I don't know. Maybe the O U H. You know, you know what I'm I talking about. We're yeah. just going to have a whole segment talking about how to, <laughs> how to figure out how to say. Caitlin, last if thing. you're listening,
2: this design is probably one of the coolest designs I've seen come from the Daily Yemcock. So, yeah. ignore yeah. the name thing. Design is awesome. There and are- Shakim, if you're listening, Shakim's a good friend of mine. He is has a really cool story here. Um, you know, it's it's one of those things that wait, the hip hop, the local hip hop scene in particular. Um, has really such sort of a long history in Columbia and a prominent history and, and sort of just uh, seen right now, too. So he he does a cool job of sort of talking about that.
3: I think it's, it's literally Hip Hop Wednesday today. Oh, maybe? yeah. yeah there were at least, uh, you know, the predominantly black fraternities, sororities were on, uh, on Green Street today. So I don't know if that was Hip Hop Wednesday or not, but still how timely that popped up for this.
1: There are a lot of other really cool designs in this one, too. Um the hurricane one with all the cars is really detailed. Pretty simple, um, but like awesome to look at. Um, I really like the Game of Life one with the. With the oh, yeah, that's, that, cool. that's a fun idea, um, and the whole like print just like looks really beautiful. You can look at it like on the website, the individual photos, but like when it's all laid out together, especially the photo like collages that they did like for sports. All the sports photos are really awesome, so that's definitely look looking worth looking through, even if you're not really a newspaper read type person
3: i yeah, say. if you don't like words look at the pictures yeah, it's
1: <laughs> it's still worth picking up just for the visual
3: excitement i guess yeah, yeah. on stands across campus everywhere Go Yeah, everywhere out.
2: definitely give one and uh shout out to sydney Tremontina for the cover too yeah, really cool So sort of scrapbook design definitely check it out
1: yeah covers have been on fire the last couple of years do you guys years, have so. any
2: remember when moments what are your, we're not seniors yet so but we, the white claw is kind of a remember when
1: yeah i guess Remember when. All
3: of mine are sports related. Remember when sports related. Yeah. Um, I remember the Kentucky game our freshman year. Oh, yes. That that was, I think, that, that was, was one insane. of the first night games our freshman oh, year. Oh,
1: wait, I was thinking of the basketball game. Already. Oh, that, yeah, 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 that, that did happen. <laughs> I have
3: a, I was supposed to be covering that game, but we had class. We were in 204, oh, yeah. and he was yeah. just like, if you want to leave, go to the game. Like You're not getting counted as present. And I was I like, whatever. I was supposed to be like courtside press row to see South Carolina upset Kentucky. And I wasn't. I watched it from home. I watched Damn. it from South Quad in my couch. Damn. But, no, the Kentucky story I had was uh, we played in football freshman year at home. I think it was one of the first night games. Uh, I just remember, and I was, like, stone-cold sober. Like, I was the DD for everybody. And I go in. And, I mean, it's an electric atmosphere. And I'm just, like, yelling, screaming my head off to the point where I get, like, a head rush and almost pass out <laughs> bef- before kickoff. Like, this is as, like, 2001 is playing. And just we're all going ballistic. So I think that's my, my big sports remember when is you know, almost passing out before game even started that you know the fact that we just kind of won a national championship you know no biggie
2: i have a crazy remember when that's right around the same time um one time i was I, I parked by the parking lot by 650 like in greek village and i was walking to like tsunami and i saw an owl just hanging out on the side of i guess that's lincoln street and it was huge it was crazy <laughs> Like three years of college and yeah. Steven's number one home is. <laughs> I saw this sick owl. Bro. I, have you guys ever seen an owl on the side of a Columbia street? And it was like, no, it was I've, like seen the, I've seen yeah. one
3: by my apartment. When I, when I had COVID in January, I thought I was losing it. Like, I yeah, thought I that's heard an how, owl. I thought it. Was, like, I went outside. Well. I took a picture with the flash on, just like of where I thought it was. And it looked, it was at the very top of this tree and it looked like it was levitating. I saw the picture. And I heard it literally last week. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, the owl's back.
2: Yeah, crazy owl.
1: My my favorite moment from college so far is probably getting to interview Cooper Reif. That show was so sick. Yeah. I know I've already talked about it on the pod in a previous week, but that was definitely my favorite experience.
2: I I don't I'd have to think for some really cool remember wins. Yeah. All mine are sports related. And yeah. this is a lifestyle podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I think the first football game. I mean, sports does sports is a cultural phenomenon. They, they, they especially they in they the south. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. I remember like the first tailgate you go to, yeah. and I I don't even really like follow football at all, and it's like so just the atmosphere is so like yeah. exciting.
1: It, yeah, it's weird because we don't. I feel like we don't have as many. Cultural moments to like rally around as a class because we kind of got like a year and a half taken away because of COVID. Yeah. yeah. Um. So like a lot of my stories are very like personal things that I don't even know <laughs> that would be that fun to tell on yeah. a podcast because you'd be like, I don't know these people,
2: so like why is this funny? But remember um, when we got an email saying uh, the rest of the semester would be canceled after yeah. spring break? That was pretty. <laughs> yeah. cool, Honestly, though. that remember when that spring that was break, break got extended like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and everyone was like, yeah.
3: I me- remember I- me doing orientation online. That entire song. Actually, remember I can't Steven, Do you know man. the movie First
1: Cow? Mm-mm. Okay, so it's this A24 movie. Uh, shout out to A24. We'll be talking about them later. What, what is A24? <laughs> <I've> never <laughs> well, heard of dude, that. What is they're still so underground. You might like, never heard of them. But A24. Uh, well, there's this movie called First Cow, and it's like this really slow, like meditative piece about like, you know, like the beauty of nature and like Western expansion or whatever. And it came out in like right before the pandemic happened. And I saw it in a theater in Boston with my friend Max from back home. And uh, I brought him to this and he was like, he liked it, but he was literally like, what is this movie? We just stared at trees for like two hours. <laughs> and uh, I remember afterwards we were sitting at Mo's, and I get the notification on my phone. That's like, your spring break is now extended. And I was like, I literally like threw my phone on the ground and like went to the bathroom and like I came back. He's like, what
3: happened? And I'm like, I can't go back to school. He's like, Damn. I, I literally remember my girlfriend moving out of south quad during spring break and going what are you doing like we'll be back in a week oh yeah i did i did the same thing and then literally like it coming to bite me in the ass like two weeks later i
2: slept on bare mattress no (laughs) sheets with like one fleece and my little sister's squishmallow for three months because i couldn't get my bed stuff from my dorm
1: yeah i when they said the spring break was extended like an extra week and Mm. they were like the dorms will be open for like three more days and then it's done like I begged my parents because my car was down here, my computer was down here, everything you I had was down here.
2: Your computer? You madman. Oh, I guess yeah. like your desktop. My desktop, desktop yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. And I'm I was like,
1: no way am I going the whole summer without all that shit. Like, I, or at least like the rest of the semester. Like, I need all that stuff. I need to get a job while I'm home. Like, I need my car. And they're like... But there's a pandemic. They could shut down the roads. We don't know what's going to happen. They could cancel flights. So I was like, I don't care. I beg of you, let me fly down there. And I fly down there and I grab all my stuff. You I load, flew with I, your
2: desktop computer? No,
1: I flew down and okay. then I drove back up. In oh, the cause car. your car, right? Yeah, right. but like I literally flew down at night, got there at like midnight, slept until like six in the morning, put everything in my car, and drove fourteen hours back to Connecticut. And like that, that was. Just I have like driven my, that
2: trip solo to Connecticut. That is a long. I-95 yeah. to do right L-hole. after yeah. right after a flight, yeah. too,
1: and three hours of sleep. And I remember, too, because there were, like, a few other people in my floor from Capstone in the dorm, and they were like, yeah. we're about to go on a trip to Nashville, Tennessee, and they were all, like, getting in a uh, car, like, carpooling, yikes. and I was like, I was like, do you guys not know that we're, like, not going to come up? They're like, ah, we'll be fine. So, like, I was very much not in denial. I was just, like, already depressed about everything, yeah. but, like, I yeah. feel like a lot of people, looking back, definitely didn't think it was going to be as big of a deal as it ended up being. Oh, my gosh,
2: yeah. Crazy. Well, for all those seniors out there, enjoy our Remember When and yeah. have some Remember When moments yourself. Yeah.
1: Uh, now we're going to play the uh, a portion of the interview that Stephen had with uh, Darius Rucker um, talking about his concert at Cola. Colonial
2: the Life yeah, Arena. The April the 24th
3: fourth yep. at colonial life arena can we just talk about how we joked that this would happen last week and then it actually happened <laughs> yeah so yeah. that is crazy good shit and props to and
2: you. it actually happened that darius rucker was announced for the uh, new
3: provost <laughs> that's even crazier i yeah. really predicted that
2: we were like darius
1: rucker coming on the squawk he's gonna be the provost and now <laughs> y- you know what he did one of two so <laughs> <laughs> props Fif- we got we have a 50 percent hit rate that's pretty good if you're gambling and you Hit fifty percent of your bets, then you're doing better than most people. So yeah, I think. Absolutely. Also, I think stay we're on, tuned a good for our
2: story uh, for the Darius Rucker event. Yeah, that'll be that'll be cool. That should be out same time as this. So look forward to it. Hey, how are you doing?
0: Hey,
2: how are you doing, man? I'm good. Thank you so much for uh, letting me call you. I really appreciate this.
0: That's good.
2: Well, yeah, um, we can just get right into it. Of course, I got to ask you, tell me the, the story, uh, if you don't know, I'm with the Daily Gamecock. Um, tell me the story of, of, you know, the night of, of the basketball game and, and the days leading up to it and planning and tweeting this, uh, the, the concert out.
0: Uh, you, know, uh, I've before, uh, so, you know, I said a couple days before, I was in the lead-in game and I said before to my friends and everything, you know. And, then I said, I'm and, then, and I'm playing and I'm playing and uh, I went online and said it and it was just that night was, we were watching dominance you know, we were watching yeah. the best we were watching the best, best best women's basketball team in the country in the world <laughs> yeah yeah and it was uh, it was nothing was obvious was it was really one of those games where you were like wow we're just a better team and he's and great to-
2: And it was. I can't. I couldn't wait to play. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Well, tell me where you know were you watching it just on the couch. Um, Do you have any plans to to the, for the night or, or anything like that?
0: I had a gig. Yeah. I had a gig in. A, I had a gig in. I think it was uh, in Augusta, and, uh, and we uh, basically had a TV on so I was stage. <laughs> you know, because yeah. uh, yeah, I was like, I got to watch. I guess the first. The first three quarters I got to watch, and then I had to go play. But I, uh, you know, the TV was on the side of me. But by then, it was video, really a foregone
2: conclusion. Yeah, yeah. Well, tell me, um, what has it looked like since? What you know, planning and and getting this set up.
0: Awesome, oh, great. You know, I mean, the universe is always great. You know, I'm not gonna lie. I wish we were playing the horseshoe or waves around. <laughs> so, uh, so more people and some alumni I could get in, but. Uh, you know, doing it at, at CLT is so great. And that's where they play, and it's also already set up to do shows and everything. And, and, and the universe is great. And, and, you know, I was really sitting around thinking about the fact that, you know, these girls not work so hard and we're celebrating them. And, you know, I know they appreciate it, but they don't want to sit there and just hear my rock and roll with my pets are So I, I called up Nelly and said, hey, man, what, what you doing? <laughs> and he said, I ain't doing nothing. I was like, don't play. He's like, all right, man. That was cool. That's
2: awesome. Are you guys close? Yeah, we're
0: friends. I've been friends for a while. guy. How are you doing, man? Good, good to see
2: you. That's, um, that's so cool. Um, Have you guys ever played together before?
0: Uh, Yeah, you know, we've done festivals and stuff together. I've seen him, you know, him with that, you know, pulling the Georgian line and stuff. But, uh, you know, yeah, he's, we played together. He's a great
2: dude. Yeah. Well, so. Yeah, Oh yeah, that's super cool. Um, so what is it like uh, returning to USC? What are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to playing. I'm looking forward to playing. some the love is going to be around that room. Yeah. And for the girls,
0: you know, for the ladies, for for that for that dynasty that's done, stadium building in Columbia. I mean, the love that's going to be there for them is what I'm looking forward to the most. And I'm looking forward to just the love of being a game cover. You know, that's what's going to. That's what that room's going to be about. You know, you chose to come to the University of South Carolina, and, you know, it means everything to me, and we just won an reach championship,
2: so the students can get to have a party, and I want to be a part of that party. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's been a, a, a crazy couple past few years. I think, um, as a fan myself, I, I wonder, sort of, what, is, what does life look like for you? What does life look like for you right now?
0: Well, so, yeah, everything's starting to get back to normal. You know, back on the road, just uh my tour, and I'm off for a couple months, and I start my summer tour up here and the end of June I think. So uh just just and get back to normal and try to live life and try to go on after all this craziness.
2: Yeah. Um and you know uh one thing, uh, obviously uh Metallica is huge. I am a fan myself. I, I know you did a, a cover with them. What was that like? Oh that was awesome. You yeah? Know, they
0: uh to be called up, that and get like, asked to do that, they don't you know, they look at the folks that had the that. Even though it's a lot of artists, it's like some really great artists and you know to begin, it, it, it was awesome
2: to be asked
0: to do that. I had a class doing it. I did my favorite
2: song. just cool. yeah. Thanks. Um well I, I thought it would be really cool to sort of ask you as uh, the Daily Gamecock ourselves. I'm, I'm right here on campus right now. Um I'd love to you know, we, we actually just had a, a print edition come out that's sort of themed Remember When and, and Memories and so I, I thought it would be cool to ask you maybe if you do you have any memories of USC that are always your favorite part of, of your time here or anything like that. I have a
0: million memories of USC. Right, right. Uh, I mean, it was one of the best times of my life. Uh, you know, Everything from my freshman year when we were number two in the country for a minute. You know, and, and football, that was awesome. That was such a great run. That was so much fun. Uh, you know, meeting the guys at USC and playing, you know, starting to play in a my first rehearsal in the honeycombs. I remember like it was yesterday, you know, making a bunch of noise you know, yeah. you know, in, in that little dorm room and, and annoying people. But uh it was, uh, uh USC was uh, such an important part of my life. It was a great part of my life that, uh yeah, I got a million memories that, I, that I'm glad I got.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Do you have maybe like a, a, a favorite sort of, you know, is there his favorite sports game? anything that jumps out at you, sort of thinking back?
0: Still my favorite my well probably the sports moment that uh, jumps out the most is uh, my freshman year going in the Death Valley and uh there's a moment where uh there's a moment where the game was decided and uh, Lee and Perry jumped off sides and his my my favorite picture is uh he's uh, by Cole, who's playing quarterback at the time, and just basically place, placing the ball on his feet as he comes being the backfield, and that just feeling of victory that I felt that moment
2: every time I see that picture, uh, it just really it gives me chills. That was one of my one of the favorite moments at USC. Wow. Yeah. Do you have any favorite you know parts of campus or or favorite locations or anything like that in Columbia?
0: I, I used to love the heights, but you know they're gone now. Yeah. But, uh, you know, for me, everybody—it was almost kind of when you know, when you go to school and the winter
2: changes, and the spring and the fall and the and, and the horseshoe, nothing like it. Absolutely. Nothing like it. Yeah. Um, I I read online that uh, you know, we we do sort of a movie podcast here, and I I had to ask you. I read that your favorite film is Stir Crazy.
0: And, well,
3: The Godfather, one or 2 and two, okay. Stir
0: Crazy, yeah, okay. all time, at number one, but yeah, yeah, that movie's just. If you if you watched the movie today you're gonna to watch it for the first time, it makes me laugh so <laughs> yeah. It makes me laugh so much. Yeah. It's so
2: funny. And and Godfather, it's the fiftieth anniversary, right, this year? Oh I know. Yeah.
0: I know. I mean that that that's yeah. That's movie making
2: right there. That's perfect movie making yeah. right there, the Godfather. Yeah. um this is kind of a, a, a sort of joke question, but uh sort of our friends and i always talk about this would you be open for being uh you know usc leadership i, I know we sort of had to open presidency there for a minute <laughs> dude i don't have a, i don't have the degrees to be doing that no, but <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I don't even think we need you know i'll keep being am good at you know trying to be the ambassador and enjoying it but uh no i don't want to be the president that's a lot of work right
2: there yeah yeah um well, another sort of element of our, uh, print edition is, is sort of advice to students and sort of life advice. Is there anything you would tell, you know, Gamecocks here on campus? Oh, uh,
0: yeah. I mean, especially where they are right now, keep having fun. You know, do, do, you gotta do work hard and, and do, you know, be a great student and everything, but have fun. And I mean, I, I, I don't remember that, uh, English class I had at USC.
2: But boy, I remember those Friday nights out on Five Points. Yeah. Yeah. And you, uh, group therapy, right? In Five Points? Group therapy. Yeah. Yeah. Have you been, uh... I go there every time I come to Columbia. Yeah. Are you guys, are you going to go this time? I go every time I come to Columbia, yeah. That's awesome. Um, what is it? Five Points has definitely changed a lot, even in the past year.
0: You know, I, I hope it keeps getting better. You know, yeah. I, I love that place. And, you know, for us, it was us, it was, we didn't have the Vista or anything like that. So that was really our place to to be college kids. So, uh, you know, I hope it keeps getting better and coming back. You know, awesome.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And um, what else is, is going on? What do you have coming up in the future? I know, I know you're on tour right now.
0: Actually, I just finished my tour. Or just finished, yeah. You know,
2: we do this, this show, in, So I'm going to play this show, and then I'm going to just... Do nothing for a little while, and then we got a silver tour coming up that starts at the end of June, so we'll be doing that. Yeah? What does is, what is nothing yeah. look like for you?
0: Hanging out with my kid playing golf. Yeah?
2: <laughs> yeah. Do you have any yeah, favorite golf them. spots? Uh, yeah, you know, I, I love, I play a lot in Charleston, too. So, you know, there's
0: Kiawa, Old Bay, all those great
2: places up Charleston. I play a lot of golf all around there. Absolutely. I'm from Charleston, too. I, I, I miss it right now. Ah, cool. it's beautiful here today, man. Yeah. Well, I'm uh, running out of questions, but is there anything else you would want your fans to know, or anything else you'd want to know about our, our game, basketball team here and the performance? We're
0: good man. Let's have some fun on Saturday night.
2: Absolutely. Well, thank you again for talking to me, and, and make sure to grab a copy of our print edition when you're here. I
0: will, man. I will for
2: sure. All right. Have a great rest of your day, and thank you again. Thank you. Bye bye.
0: Michael,
3: did
1: you watch Goodfellas last night? I did
3: watch Goodfellas last
1: night. So, <laughs> we are obviously huge movie nerds. And a lot of the reason why this podcast started is because Michael, when he was applying to management, was essentially like, hey, give Stephen and Noah a mic <laughs> when they're just like talking in the newsroom about bullshit yep. and free yep. content because they will just talk about movies for literally hours and not do any of their work. So, yep. we may as well get some productivity out of them while they're doing that. And uh, a lot of our relationship to Michael has to do with us uh, shitting on Disney and Marvel <laughs>
2: movies. Yep, yep. So and you know, no, a lot of our relationship has to do with uh, conversations about Goodfellas, too.
1: Yeah, that's, true, yeah. true. I, I mean, pretty much any movie from the 90s that has a huge cultural right. significance, like Goodfellas or Pulp Fiction Absolutely. or like Magnolia, Truman Show, Like, that's really the foundation of our friendship. So yeah. I feel like it's important that we talk about Talk about this movie on the podcast, um, and I, I took notes. Michael, I know you took notes. Yes, sir. I'm super excited to hear. What did you think of good fellas, Michael?
3: Uh, I thought it was good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, li- like you said, um, I'm, I've never really been in, been like big into like non-action movies to begin with, and so like the, the evolution of Marvel and all that stuff like definitely didn't already like help that. Like, <laughs> so. like, are
2: you saying this movie was a little slow for you? Oh,
3: absolutely. Oh
1: my um, god, dude! Goodfellas is literally like the um, fastest paced movie yeah, of all time. Like, like, no like there were, like
3: there there were moments where I was just kind of like, okay, we're, we're vibing. But like, I know, but like, I gave it, um, I went on Letterbox and I gave it a four out of five. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, we'll take it because we'll take I, it. I, I still thought it was a solid movie. Um, I mean, it's just like it's, it's not something that I would like go back and rewatch forty times. Just because my brain probably couldn't function for that and just because that's how I do movies um, but no i I, I enjoyed it uh, my first note is that the opening credit animation is stupid. <laughs> What? Okay. No, it's incredible. The part, no, like the part where it's like the car noise and like the, the their names moving with the Dude, that, you, Did you realize you just insulted Saul Bass, who is the king of yeah. movie opening sure credit titles? I'm sure he's great. But like <laughs> he's that done looked, like every Hitchcock title. That looked title. like something oh I would do on like a fifth grade PowerPoint presentation where I would like, I like just learned how to animate the moving of like text on a PowerPoint slide. That's that like the first thing I thought I was like we're really going to we're this is how we're starting. Uh, like, it's br- we're it's starting. brilliant in its simplicity. I I mean yeah, I mean I guess you could spin it that okay, way, but okay. no, that that was I'll give you I'll give you that one. That that was my first thing. Um then my second quote is uh my second note is quote damn they attacked that postman. Um <laughs>
1: <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> when, when uh, they when they jump when they jump when they the
3: bed. dude. Um so yeah, I just thought it was funny they attacked the postman out of nowhere. <laughs> Yeah, because
1: they <laughs> wanted him to stop sending the delinquency. Yeah, oh, no, 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 no. School. Like, it,
3: it made total sense. Yeah. Like, I understood why it happened. I just thought it was funny that, like, at first I thought, oh, they're going to wait on his dad to come out. And then I realized, no, this is, like, this is the mailman. Yeah. And they, like, threw his head, almost threw his head in the pizza oven. I thought that was funny.
1: They always, the thing about, like, the mob is they always attack the problems from the root. Because they yeah. know if they, like, attack the dad that it's not going to solve anything. It's only going to make things worse. So yeah, they yeah. go, they skip trying to talk to the dad and they're just yeah. like what's the path of least resistance getting the postman to stop delivering yeah. letters and every single like response Henry has in the voiceover to like these like seminal moments in his life that like teach him lessons is hilarious where he's like in the postman he wasn't bringing out letters of any kind anymore <laughs> it's
3: just, and like... that was something I liked I liked the voiceover I yeah. liked his voiceover I liked uh, Karen's voiceover Karen's voiceovers were funny. Yes. Um, I, they I, were that all was married
1: one... to girls named Marie. <laughs> yeah,
3: I, th- I thought her voiceover, <laughs> voiceover was funny. The voiceover
2: in this movie is one of the strongest parts of the movie.
3: Yeah. It's yeah. all so good. No, yeah. and, so, and, and that was yeah, something yeah. I will say. I I, liked, I really liked that. Um, I thought that was cool. I think
1: it's, like, often a cliche or people criticize movies when they use voiceover. They're like, oh, it's lazy storytelling. But, like, Goodfellas it is, works. is the example of when it's Yeah, I was going to say well.
2: this. I think it also works, and it's interesting for us as journalists because... The book that this movie is based on actually ties in with like one of the biggest like you know f- not freedom of press but like freedom of print and storytelling like legal issues of all time, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So because they tried to stop just, him from making money off yeah, the movie because exactly. he committed well because he's a but, criminal because he, <laughs> yeah. he committed the crimes
1: yeah. that hap- that take place in the book, so they're like, yeah. can you prof? Can yeah. you that's profiting yeah. off crime? But he's like, I'm just telling my story. This is just journalism, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, so I thought,
3: I thought that was cool. The um, the scene where he, they introduce everybody it's like, the hey, how you doing? Like that scene where it's just like they fire off, hey, oh, how you doing, yeah. and like 17 different people in 17 different ways. Fat
1: Andy, Frankie the yeah. Wop. <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool.
3: I really liked that scene. It was just kind of like, hey, this is like when you think of gangsters and you think of like yes. people actually like New no. York mob shit. Like that's that that's. That's what I pictured, so I thought that I thought that seems pretty the, cool. The
1: best part of Goodfellas is how the camera is always moving. Yeah,
3: like how it just like
1: brings you like through each scene. Like it'll always start yeah. in one place and yeah, it never ends in the point. same place.
2: And even that one shot it's, where it's like a kid and it like follows him up into the like card room. Yeah yeah, 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 that's cool. They do all that stuff. Um,
1: even when just like Henry and Jimmy are like walking around the bar and stuff, like it'll be like super vivacious and like you'll just like it'll like cut to like a smash zoom on somebody else like as they get up because you see them entering the conversation and it changes the whole dynamic um yeah, we talked about it's this so last fun- time it's so funny to hear i meant to say this earlier it's so funny to hear michael be like oh yeah this movie was a little slow for me because like the thing about goodfellas is at the time when it was released people were like i've never seen a movie this fast-paced and like energetic before <laughs> like that was the whole thing is that like goodfellas took the Ma movie like Godfather and was like what if it was just like the violent parts for all two and a half hours you know like that's kind of the idea behind the movie is that this life never stopped
3: especially the last 30 minutes when it becomes like yeah, a coked yeah. out
1: mess you know
3: yeah. which um, is awesome on the topic of the camera stuff one of my notes was the, the shot where he takes Karen into like the little thing the back way and they're going through the uh the kitchen. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. The continuous Yes, Michael Michael. Movies, yeah. I, I you took, are a film nerd. I took a media arts class freshman year. Yeah. You're you're a film nerd. <laughs> yeah, at nine, heart. That was my art credit, it was Mart one ten.
1: <laughs> talking talking about uh Oneers,
3: yeah. I, no, I thought I thought it was a pretty cool shot. Like that, I literally, when that happened, I was like, Take a note, take a note, take right? A note. Yeah, right yeah, No, the Copa Cabana shot is so cool. And like, I always like think of it
1: as ending when they get out of the kitchen, but it doesn't end until they like, he does the whole like, Oh, I'm a union delegate. Like, that's all part yeah. of the same shot, too. It doesn't actually end until, um, after that guy starts telling jokes where he's like, I bring my wife everywhere and she still finds her way home. One-line. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the king of one liners. And then, like, the very next scene is like, and Bobby Vinton gave us a bottle of champagne uh, yeah, uh, the next time we came to the restaurant.
2: I, I think, like, what you're saying, Mike, was that it's slow. I, I would say the pacing of this movie, like, never, like,
3: slows almost.
2: You know what I mean? Like, yeah. a scene like that. Yeah, I like just that-
3: still felt slow. Like, I literally have no evidence to back up why I felt that it was slow. It might have been because I was laying down in my bed in the complete <laughs> dark. Like, I, I don't know. But, like, it's there were a couple times where I was just like, I, I had to check and see how much time was left um, on it.
1: I, I love the soundtrack. I think that's one of the yeah. big, oh my that God. Was good. that's yeah, one of the big reasons that like it just feels so fast to me. Where like why it's so rewatchable is the soundtrack. Like the songs carry you from scene to scene, and that's kind of why it all feels of a piece. Like if you just did Goodfellas with the tradi- traditional like movie score, it would like not be anywhere close to as yeah. good of a movie. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people think that like using pop music in movies is kind of lazy, but not at all here. Um, I also hate
3: Ray Liotta's laughing. That's get out It's of it. so annoying. It's like 1960s... <laughs> get, get, get the fuck out of here, like, Tommy. Nineteen sixties Batman, like Joker, laughing. Like it's, it irked me. It was, I was really so annoyed a, like, by it. You him. don't
2: have to like it or dislike it, but, but that's a character. Yes, yeah, it's I, I
3: get that. I was just like, oh my god, like shut up. Like yeah. the joke is not that funny. I will, he has I will little say, teeth too.
2: I did a
1: project on um, the real Henry Hill in high school because like our. You know how, like, in your AP classes, sometimes you have the AP exam before the school year is actually over? Yeah. Uh, So, like, the last month of school, our teacher was just like, all right, you're going to do, like, a big project, and you can pick any figure in American history that you want to write about. And I was like, a criminal. Yeah, and I said, (laughs) well, I I love Goodfellas, so I'm going to write about Henry Hill. So I wrote about Henry Hill, and let me tell you, the real Henry Hill was one ugly motherfucker. (laughs) Ray Liotta makes him seem way more charismatic than he
3: actually is in real life. Also, um, he was 21. Like, that that just caught me by surprise. Like, I get yeah. the whole thing was once you're in it, you're in it for your entire life. Yeah. Or like, when they're like, oh, yeah, he's 21. I was just like, what? Yeah, like- I mean, technically, he joins when he's, like, 12 yeah so like it made sense but like yeah. in the moment I was like what the shit like he doesn't look like a 21 year old like he looks like he's a grown-ass man yeah that's because they have to like the movie spans like 25 years. yeah no, so, so like to, it made sense but like they my cast niche, him like somebody that was in my knee jerk reaction page. was like what yeah. the hell like this is not a 21
1: year old same with Jimmy he's supposed to be like 60 by the time God, like the movie ends and like Robert De Niro by the end of the movie doesn't feel 60 but he's supposed yeah. to be like 35 when the movie starts and you're like all right he f- doesn't feel 35 either because they yeah. cast him when he was, like, 50. Yeah, so yeah. he's, like,
3: right in the middle, you know? It works. Um, but it, it works for the most part, I think. Um, I hated uh, Tommy. Tommy was annoying. I Tommy's, oh, my God. I can't deal with Won it. Won an Oscar I for couldn't. it. and I, I, So good. It was it was phenomenal because I hated his character. So yeah, like he okay. doing something that, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, yeah. like, I, I just hated the, like, I understand, you know, Great performance, all that, all that stuff. Yeah. But I, I hated the character. The character pissed me off. I, I think this. Yeah. is Yeah, that's a definitely valuable... the point. You're he's yeah. supposed to make you feel yeah. uncomfortable.
2: I think this is a valuable lesson that that is something I, when I'm at my most pretentious, <laughs> I, I think exemplifies like, what the difference between like a movie like a Marvel movie and a movie like I don't know like Taxi Driver or some you know sort of Scorsese like tough swallow is like. Um, is, like, you, you don't have to enjoy a movie yeah. for it to be a good movie. Yeah, like, yeah, you could yeah, hate yeah. the movie, and it, that's, the like, the power of the movie itself. Yeah, you know I mean? guess
1: Taxi Driver is, like, I would well, never I like say driver. I hate no, it. No, no, no. Yeah. I just so, mean, like,
2: like, like I saw a movie one time, everyone should watch this, and it has nothing to do with Scorsese, but it's called Vivarium. It's, like, it's a horror movie, and it's basically just, like, traumatizing, and you hate it. But <laughs> so Jesse Eisenberg it's a really interesting movie. It's just, like, a commentary about, like, suburbia, and like getting trapped in suburban lifestyle, but it's like I literally think about that movie every day because it was so traumatizing. So like the power of that movie to be able to make me like moved like months afterwards, <laughs> it, whether it's a bad way or a good but, way. Like that's the that's a good movie.
3: Yeah, no, I just I just hated Tommy. It's <laughs> so eno- like when. When he got shot, I was like, thank God. Like, I don't have to deal with him for the rest of the movie. And they
1: even shot him in the face so his mother couldn't give him an open <laughs> casket at the funeral. Yeah. Was it
3: him that said, I'll pick up a shovel at my mother's house? Yeah. I thought that was funny. <laughs> that was, that was oh. his. I the have the peak of that character was saying, "Yeah, I'll just go pick up a shovel to go bury a guy from my the, mom's
1: house." The the secret of Goodfellas is that it's secretly a comedy. Yeah, and the, yeah. The yeah, yeah, yeah. the best lines are like said under people's breath. Like my favorite line in the movie is when there is the prison scene when they're cooking the food. Yeah. Um, and. The, the guy who does the stakes he goes medium rare eh an aristocrat that's my <laughs> that's my favorite line in the movie and then when the FBI is like or the narcs are arresting everybody at the end and they arrest Polly and he goes whoever sold you those suits had a wonderful yeah. sense of humor <laughs> and uh, last one is when um, what's his name um, Frank Vincent's character Billy Batts is like talking to Tommy's like they're fighting in the bar. He's like, you fucking feel strong. And then after he says that and they like, sh- they burnt they drag Tommy out of there. He turns to the guy next to him and he goes, I used to fuck kids in the ass like that in the joint all the time. I was, like I was like, Jesus Christ. Tommy was like, The
3: definition of like little man syndrome. And I was just like, please just die already. Like, yeah. And I, I was so, I, I remember when he, when he like beat up and killed bats, I was like, what are you doing? I, that's I was my waiting Well, that waiting on that to That's what's come great back to him.
1: about that yeah. scene is that like Henry looks at him the same way too. Yeah, He's exactly. literally like, That's a made man, what the fuck are you doing? And obviously yeah. it comes back to bite him in the end. Yeah. So like it follows up on that. But oh and that scene is so perfect too with yeah. the Donovan Atlantis, like yeah. way down. I know
2: I like that and like ocean. where he's cutting the garlic and like the beginning yeah. part are like the I had three. I've seen
3: that somewhere. I think I saw it on TikTok and yeah. I oh, didn't know what the movie was it's from. It's a super famous But I'd, scene. I'd yeah. seen that scene. So like when that popped up, I was like, so oh, I iconic. used to
1: slice the garlic so thin it would find the bottom of the pan
2: with just a little bit of oil. <laughs> like, <laughs> you guys, You guys, as a Greek person, I'm not Italian, but somewhat similar cultural and the whole like we're going to my grandma's and she like insists on cooking you at three o'clock in the morning (laughs) that is the most relatable like uh, like authentic part of any
1: (laughs) and they're looking at the the painting she did he's like he's like i like this painted one dog's looking one way one dog's looking the other (laughs) way and this guy's like what do you want from me (laughs) like every line is so perfect that that's why um I t- I sent the episode where the rewatchables covered uh, Goodfellas to Steven as prep for this podcast, yeah. and I don't think he listened to I didn't. it. I'm sorry, <laughs> just like he didn't rewatch Goodfellas sorry. last night for this. Um, I'm sorry, <laughs> but Michael, I know you like Bill Simmons, so you should listen to that episode. But like, yeah. their whole thing is just that like every single scene in this movie you could dissect for like an hour of like all the little character interactions, yeah. and they're just like so funny and memorable that it just makes the whole movie so rewatchable. Like I literally i think i watch Goodfellows on average about every six months all the way through like i just always have it on yeah. it's just i i will never get bored of it it's so much fun just to watch these like people just shit on each other for like two and a half hours basically
3: i also they did they did sam jackson dirty in this movie like for a second i was yeah. just like is that samuel jackson and then by the time i like actually you see the bit of his face he gets shot in the back of the
0: head yeah I'm like, all right
1: yeah no well. it's sam jackson Stax Edwards yeah it's kind of it's right before he really like got famous yeah, 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 no, he, he had I, been I in like figured, Spike Lee movies before I that's but that's what other it was, than
3: that yeah. I was like damn they really did him like that also what is the kill count in this movie <sighs> yeah pretty high it's gotta be high
1: oh can I tell you one of my favorite um, yeah. things from this movie um, I named my fantasy football team one year, Frankie's frozen fro. And it was the picture of Frankie Carbone frozen in the meat truck. <laughs> that was my uh, fantasy football team named two years ago. So this That's a good one. It's had, it's had a lasting impact on other areas of my life as well. <laughs>
3: um, what else do I have? Uh, I thought the helicopters was funny when he starts getting all coked out and all paranoid in yeah. the helicopter. Oh, that, that scene whole so sec- good. That whole I- scene yeah. was literally, like, it-, it was funny watching him spiral. I Like, I was, yeah. I was sitting there laughing at him, honestly.
2: Every um, time I see a helicopter in the sky, I think about that scene.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's it's one of those movies that, like, it starts as a coming-of-age movie, then it's, like, yeah. a gangster heist movie for, like, an hour, and then the last 30 minutes, it's, like, fear and loathing in Las Vegas, yeah. you know? <laughs> yep. Like, it just, like, yep. totally evolves. And I, lo- I love the whole, like how much and the soundtrack starts to change a lot more rapidly in that yeah. last 30 minutes. Like, it goes from, like, oh my gosh, Memo yeah. from Turner to, like, What is Life to, like, Gimme Shelter all within, like, 30 seconds, you know? Like, yeah. it just, like, everything, like, picks up the speed by, like, 100, yeah. and it makes it so good. He's, I gotta stir the sauce. Tell Michael to keep stirring the sauce. And, you know, do you know who plays Michael, The his younger brother? Mm-hmm. It's Kevin Corgan, who plays the cousin in The Departed.
2: Oh,
1: yeah. oh yeah. interesting. Who's like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> he plays that guy in The Departed. Yeah. Uh, that was another note I had. Does the coke deal Was his
3: actual do you think his actual family was invited to the, to the wedding? What do you mean? Like like the whole point of the the wedding scene was it's like, "Hey, it's like you had another family." It's like this whole like mob family was there and they came up like, "Do you think his actual family?" Oh, was like his dad and wedding? mom from the beginning? And like was was Michael there? Right. Like I thought and then like when he like when he reappeared when they're like cooking like for him, I was just like was, was Where has he been? Like, I get, you know, it's not about his family and everything, but, like, I just thought it was kind of random they threw him in there when I was like, was he at the wedding, you think? I don't know. Like, little tiny things like that I started thinking about during the movie.
1: Yeah. Honestly, I bet, I think Michael was probably there. I don't know if his parents were. I feel like he probably... Hates his parents. Does not like his yeah. parents after
3: they... They probably disowned him after they found out he was in the mob, but... Um, also, Robert De Niro's glasses in that last scene were in the diner. His <laughs> so, eyes are
2: so big. I love that scene. I though. Literally,
3: when he puts it on, is like, you're going to beat the case. And I looked at that. I was like, you look... Like, yeah, bug eyes right now. I was like, that just yeah. totally took away from like whatever gravity that was supposed to be in the scene for me. I'm just sitting there laughing at him. And then when they're in court later and he has them on again, he <laughs> looks like an idiot. I love how the mo-
1: the court scene at the end frames the whole movie as like his deposition. Yeah. You know, like did it's like, did he break
3: the fourth yeah. wall? Did I like pick up? All yeah, that no, correctly? he, he okay. broke the fourth wall. I, when, when I listened to that, I was like, did that? Because, like, like
1: what? it makes sense because. It's, you know, based on the book of him first-person storytelling this whole movie. But it's basically, like, him at the end breaking the fourth wall in the courtroom is essentially saying, this is everything I explained to the court of, like, the lifestyle and everything. Like, this is basically my deposition. That's how I read it, at least. Yeah. Um, I have have some... This is my second favorite movie of all time behind Almost Famous. Okay. um, Which I've talked about on this pod before as my favorite. Um, But... Partially because it's super rewatchable, but also it's just, like, a very deep movie, which I don't think you would think so on the surface, but, like, it's the ultimate, like, American dream movie kind good of. Goodfellas? Yeah, Goodfellas. Like, if you think about it, like, I, I watched the Botslerman Lerman Great Gatsby last week for the first time. Oh, yeah. Which I'd never seen before, and it was okay. I didn't love it.
2: But, like... Visually, it's good, though.
1: Yeah, but, like, everybody talks about that movie is not not the movie, the book, as, like, the ultimate American masterpiece, and the whole, like, idea of, like, Americans are always doomed to try to, like, relive their past. And, uh, I think that this movie is, like, just such a great example that, um, you know, like, even, like, the music does that, too, with, like, the Atlantis uh, sound, like, way down below the ocean, you know, like, all the music is, like, that super nostalgic for, like, the 50s gangster lifestyle. Like,
2: And I think it, it gets the, um the like, sort of the Italian sort of yeah. cultural element is, like, I, I think... We've got to
1: recapture the old country. Yeah, you it's know? Like,
2: like how... Well, just like, like, it's like West Side Story, like, how the sort of multiculturalism of a of movie like this is almost more just as authentic as, like, sort of the white aristocracy of the Gatsby film.
1: Right, right. And it's, you know, at the end of the film... Um, I took some notes here. Roger Ebert, in his review, my guy, Roger Roger Ebert. Shout out Roger. We talked about him last week. Yeah. um, That I'm the greatest film critic since Roger Ebert. Yeah. He wrote in his uh, review of the movie that at the end of the film, Henry still misses the old days. His money is gone. Most of his friends are dead. And his best friend was preparing to kill him. But after he finds safety in the Federal Witness Protection Program, he still complains. (laughs) We were treated like movie stars with muscle, he remembers. Today, everything is different. There's no action. I have to wait around like everybody else. And then the last shot in the movie is like... Uh, Tommy like pointing the gun at the camera like bang 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 like it looks like the Great Train Robbery that yeah. that thing, like he's still all he can think about is how much I want to be a gangster again. Yeah. And he got after this movie came out. Um, I think the real Henry Hill's dead now, but um, he got arrested several more times for like drug trafficking before he died. After this movie came out. Oh my gosh. So even after Goodfellas came out, he was still like committing crimes. Noah
2: just pulled train. up a picture and there's a picture of him with Ray Liotta. Yeah. Look at that height difference.
1: This is this is what the the real Henry Hill looked like in his in his Ooh, prime.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> what a guy.
2: Yeah,
1: uh, Ray Liotta, better looking dude. Oh my God. Know. Yeah. So,
3: I don't know. I can't tell the difference between the two. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know, Michael. Yeah. Did, did did you find this to be like an? Did you understand why we love movies like this so much compared to, like, Marvel? Like, although, like, you could just, like, feel the artistry and the choices of the
3: director and, like, the the themes and the style in every scene. like. If you're asking if I felt that, the answer is no, because that's just not how I intake movies. But sitting here listening to the last two minutes, I understand, like, why you guys like movies like this. It's just, I, that's just not how I, like, consume movies yeah. like i like i've never really been one to find like deeper meanings and stuff and like mm. even even when they're like abundantly clear i'm just kind of like oh this is cool like like i like i said before it's super easy to like please me when it comes to watching a movie like it takes a lot for me to genuinely hate a movie um what about so oh, do you good. find
2: deeper meaning in sports ball
3: sports ball yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely well so
2: what
1: about
3: when the baseball player scores a touchdown do you get excited what's the Uh, difference there the dramatic highs and lows of high school football Uh, yeah I guess it's more shout out to Riverdale (laughs) Um, I, I think people
1: misconstrue me and Steven for like needing movies that have a deeper meaning but I think like our main my main thing is that like I will like stupid movies. Like one of my favorite movie franchises is Mission Impossible, which like the plots of Mission Impossible are really convoluted and stupid. But those movies are all like five star movies but for me because they're up just like and it's awesome. But they're just yeah, like and
2: Tom Cruise. But
1: the it's not about the explosions. The fact that there's a lot of explosions. It's that like all the stunts and the storytelling is so well executed that it makes it more enjoyable on like a popcorn eating level. Like I don't. I just don't think that like yeah. Marvel and Disney stuff. It's not, like, inherently worse. I love superhero movies. Spider-Man 2 is one of my favorite movies of all time. But it's just, like, executed in a much more interesting way that it it doesn't necessarily have any deeper meaning than other superhero movies. It's just, like, the story is told a lot better in a way that's a lot more exciting and interesting, if that makes sense. So I don't know if it's always about, like, I need to be able to mine for themes. It's just in, like does the story feel cinematic? Does it feel fun? Does it feel engaging? And like the way that Goodfellas tells its story through like all the camera movement and the way the characters' expressions and their interactions and, uh, you know, the montage style storytelling of how fast everything moves, like that to me is just a lot more intriguing, like, than like, you know, the first Thor movie is like a story of a rise and a fall, like Goodfellas is, but like, it's how they tell that story, like you know, Goodfellas is shot on, like, location, whereas, like, you know, Marvel is shot with all CGI and yeah. screen screens, which can be good if it's done well, like, you know, like, Mad Max or some shit, but it's just really not.
2: I, I think I think maybe how I feel about it is it's, like, you're exactly right, like, there's there's two types of movies. There's popcorn movies, and there's, like, like cinema movies i guess as pretentious as it is but like popcorn movies can still be done poorly you know what i mean like they like, can
1: be done well and they can be done poorly yeah, just like yeah.
2: art, there are tons of artsy movies with a lot of deeper meanings
1: that suck shit because they don't know how to tell <laughs> yeah. their artsy deeper meaning story you know yeah if that if that makes sense
2: like like i think i think a good example of this is guardians of the galaxy yes like, great movie great movie like a, a specifically stylistic... two yeah, I would say, uh, yeah, one and two, what specifically two, versus, like, I don't know, versus, like, or or maybe a better example, like, even, like, um, well, let's stick with Guardians of, the, Guardians of the Galaxy versus, like, I don't know, Moon Knight, or, like, um, what's that, what's the show, the... Arrow, show, Hawkeye show that just came out. You know what <laughs> Arrow, like Arrow's Ar- 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 DC. Come Ar- <laughs> Hawkeye. They literally like. I I know for the final c- episode of that movie, they recreated like Times Square in like a mall in Atlanta, and it's this massive. You know the scene with the big, the like Rockefeller tree, yeah. like that was all created in like a lot of warehouse in Atlanta. Yeah. yeah. Is that crazy?
3: Yeah, I think it's crazy. I mean, what <laughs> I mean, It's cool. I mean, I <laughs> like, I enjoyed like, the, the show. The fact that they went to like that much, yeah, in, like a you know. I mean it's cool but like I would rather them shoot industry.
1: in New York which is obviously more expensive than it used to be but like I don't think it's the technology that's necessarily bad like if you think about it the Batman they shot that all entirely using LED behind panels which is like what like Marvel what they did does. with
3: the Mandalorian like right? with the Mandalorian yeah.
1: right where they have the environments on an LED screen in the background and you have the actors shooting on that rather than a green screen and I think Marvel has started to do that a lot and like but the Batman just, like, does it better, where it actually feels like he's, like, moving around that space. So it's yeah. not – I don't think it's necessarily the technology you use, but how you use it, if yeah. that makes sense. I just like him.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, I, I think that's a valid element. I mean, what, what's, like, a movie you, d- you did not enjoy? Maybe, like, a Marvel movie you did not enjoy, um, besides, like, Thor the Dark World or something can, like that? I can
3: pull up my, my, my list of all of them ranked. Um, Thor is second to last. Like uh, Thor the first door. yeah, okay. second to last because that I,
2: that movie feels a little flat. Yeah, yeah, uh, but see, th- that's exactly what we're saying. Yeah. At the least that, that has, has like
1: interesting flat. camera angles and shit though. That's and still the that was that that's movie. actually a real filmmaker, Kenneth Brano. Yeah. He did like I mean, did he use one too many Dutch angles? Yeah, <laughs> there's like eighty <laughs> Dutch angles in that movie. But um, at least that feels
3: like and a, a lot. Filmmaker of, a lot of my movie. ranking with Marvel movies is the likability of like the characters. So like I have my mom listens to this, she'll kill me because she loves Captain Marvel. But, like, I have Captain Marvel, like, at 24th out of 27 of all the, like, MCU Captain Marvel's a bad movie.
1: Yeah, Yeah, as three
3: white men on a podcast, (laughs) we do not like the strong female character. No, don't say that because my mom will kill me. Um, No, I just didn't like Captain Marvel. Because, like, Wonder Woman was phenomenal. The first Wonder Woman was really good. The second Wonder Woman was Like Gal Gadot
2: Wonder Woman? Yeah. Yeah.
3: The second Wonder Woman was god-awful. So, like, it has... Mom, if you're listening, it has nothing to do with the female character. I just, I just, I just yeah. don't know. Like, I can never like put my exact thoughts on how I feel and like why I do or don't like movies into like a good enough like thought stream to like validate or like justify how I feel about it. Um, so I just kind of go, yeah, it was pretty good, or eh, I didn't really like it that much. Yeah,
1: I think my my favorite Marvel movies are like. The Iron Man movies and the Spider Man movies, just because I feel like they have the most well rounded characters. Like, Iron Man 3, Shane Black made it, feels like a Shane Black movie. You know, Iron Man 1, John Favreau, like, Jon Favreau makes I don't movies like don't Iron Man 3. I have Iron I know. Man
3: 3 is number 21 out of 20. I know, because
1: people are like, oh, the Mandalorian twist, but I don't care because the rest of the movie is way super I think fun and interesting. Mandarin? It's the Mandarin? Yeah, come on. Come not on the then. Mandalorian. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. I, I like sorry, that. Sorry. I thought that was cool. I think that Um, actor is funny. I like that actor. Ben Kingsley? Yeah. Played Gandhi? Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then the Spider-Man movies are pretty good.
3: Um, Spider-Man... Is
2: that that Endgame as number one? Yeah. Endgame,
3: Endgame I think is the best because... Just the fact that it's a culmination of like 10 years... Of all this storytelling, I thought was pretty cool. I, I think yeah. if
1: the first two thirds of Endgame are like five out of five masterpiece, and then like the last third is just like it just feels like a bunch of people punching each other on a CGI God, I love background. That. It was so fun! <laughs> um, but like the first movie is like all of them sitting around being depressed about everybody being dead, and yeah. then the second hour is like them going back in time and like reckoning with the mistakes of their past. And that's why it, like yeah, it, it feels like a complete novel. That's like, why that's why it feels like such a complete movie or like good cap to the end of this story is because like it really makes them reckon with all the decisions they've made like leading yeah. up to that point where like that's where the characters really pay off Um and then like the last third is the fan service battle stuff and it's like alright I don't really care it's about so this cool. but
3: I mean hell it worked for me <laughs> I care more about
1: the character development during the time travel sequence but I still think it's all around the best Marvel movie just because of that first the first two thirds um, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 has the deepest characters as well. Um, it's number nineteen out of twenty-seven. What are you talking about? What? That movie, That's you the only Marvel stars. movie with like <laughs> where I would describe the photography as cinematography. Yeah, like like <laughs> Guardians
2: of the Galaxy and like Thor Ragnarok, uh, and maybe that's I just like me Ragnarok, being pretentious. Yeah. But like th- those two movies are like the out of all like fifty million like Marvel creations. Twenty-seven. I f- twenty-seven. <laughs> I feel like those are the only two that like. Sort of transcend, maybe like Spider-Man Three or. The Spider-Man. I just I just my wish they
3: five. would like huh? my top five Marvel movies. Yeah, let's hear. In game, and then No Way Home, and then Iron Man, Captain America: Winter Soldier. Iron Man One. Yeah, Iron Man One, Captain America: Winter Soldier, and Avengers: Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron. Wow, that's a hot that's take. A, well, I
1: like it. I don't. I Ultron. don't hate Age of Ultron. I think you're. Everybody's gonna laugh at me,
3: but I think the farm scene when they're talking—all those about, are like, yeah, their way motivations way are change. really good. By yeah. The way. yeah, strictly five stars. If you go through my Marvel list on Letterbox, it doesn't drop below five Avengers: stars Age of Ultron. greater achievement, The Goodfellas. Until <laughs> you heard it here first. Actually, no. I it stops being five stars after the, after Ultron. I gave Shang Chi a four and a half, and hmm. then this uh, first Captain America is four and a half. I would say Shang Chi is Wars better
2: before. than than Age of Ultron.
3: Shang Chi's all right.
2: Shang uh, Shang Chi's like all right as a movie, but it's like it's it's one of the only Marvel movies I've watched that was like, this is unique. Like this is cool. Yeah,
1: it's unique, but it just because it's been ten years of especially building on the same characters. Especially yeah. post post, post Iron well Man done. three is when like uh, no actually after the Winter Soldier is when they really start to just use that same house visual style yeah, for everything. Yeah, that's true. Um, even Thor Ragnarok, which tries to be a little different, still feels that same like level yeah. flat. Like I still feel like in the early movies, even though the computer like generated effects aren't quite as good, there was still like shooting on location or like on scenes more yeah you know, where it just like it just feels a little more real. They're using more complex things now they're using a little bit they're putting more money in, money into the casts, but I feel like they're sacrificing the integrity of the visuals a little bit um and I yeah. wish that would kind of get better uh but it is what it is. Um,
3: Thor trailer? Thor trailer. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Michael said he actually had mixed thoughts on this, so I'm yeah. curious. <clears throat> I'm I, th- I think the, the direction they're going with it is cool. I'm glad he's not fat anymore. i like, disappointed these. I fat. thought Fathor was funny for, like, the first ten minutes of it, and then I was mm. like, all right, like, I'm kind of over this. Like, I get... I want to see a hunk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. i done this job. Like, I heard a... <laughs> There was something
1: where, like... We got those abs, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) Chris! Have you seen the SNL skit of Chris Hemsworth being like, it's hard to make it in Hollywood. I I never thought I'd make it in Hollywood. And then it took me a whole day until somebody came up to me and said, you have a really perfect face and a perfect body. And all of a sudden, I was off. So if I can do it, you can too. (laughs) Uh,
3: No, but I just, like... I'm I I, the There was somebody brought this up on Twitter after the movie came out. And I remember talking about how... You know, like Norse gods aren't supposed to be these jacked like things, anyways. Like they're typically bigger people, and like when he like brings in that scene right for all the big three like fight Thanos and like it braids up his beard and like like oh that's what he's supposed to look like. And I was like yeah. I don't know what a Norse gods actually supposed to look like, so I bought it. Um but I thought I thought that was cool. But I've never think...
2: seen one in person. No, personally, <laughs> okay. i have not.
3: Um... Uh, I've played God of War, so <laughs> okay. I, uh... right, right. But um, no, I I think my my mixed thoughts on it are i'm curious on how the execution of it is going to be because i think it's the whole point of in end game ended on thor going you know what i want to go write my own destiny type thing which is cool because like he's supposed to be this god of like you know thunder and stuff who like kills people and beats people up but now he's like is he hanging that up like what is he doing um, so I don't know. I think that'll be pretty cool.
2: Yeah, I, I think it will be cool to. I think the character has gone through some really interesting development. Yeah, throughout this series,
3: I think that'll be cool. Um, I think he's gonna get dumped by um, the uh the Guardians of the Galaxy. Like I think mm. that little thing where like the ship flies off. I I think he's just gonna like not want to fight anymore, and then he's just going to go fall in love with Natalie Portman, which, like, I don't blame him. Same.
1: Hey, if it's kind of a rom-com, I'd kind of be down yeah, for that. I, I yeah, I think
3: that's the direction it's headed, and I think that'll piss off some of, like, the hardcore Disney fans who, yeah. like, care way too much about these movies. Like, because at the end of the day, they're just movies. They need to
1: shake it up in terms of, like, emotions, because I feel like they don't yeah.
3: let characters feel really deep
1: emotions. Like, I, there hasn't I, been a sex scene in a Marvel movie since... Uh, well, you're since wrong. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, well, come well, on, Well, Noah. to be fair, Chloe Zhao, real filmmaker. Yeah, and then nobody
3: liked that movie. Yeah, it is, it is it se- wasn't the second that time I movie. watched Eternals. I thought it was better than the
2: first. Yeah, the seventh time I watched <laughs> it was really when it <laughs> stuck for me. Um,
3: but no, I'm I'm intrigued to see where it goes. Also, bringing in like Olympus and like Zeus, I feel like it's pretty cool because um, that sets up. Russell Crowe. Yeah, Russell Crowe as Zeus is pretty sick. I'm mad
2: at at Christian Bale for being in this movie. But
3: it sets up Hercules coming in, which I think is pretty cool, because Hercules apparently played a big role in the comics. Not that I would know, because I've never read the comics, but the people who have read the comics told me that he played a big role in, like, some comic line. I have mm, no so I idea cool. what
1: Christian Bale's character is going to be like. All I know is that the title of his character is Gore the God
2: Butcherer, and that sounds yeah, fucking sick. And he's going to so... kill it. He's <laughs> yeah. going to crush Christian it. Christian Bale will be good. <laughs> he's going to gain like a million pounds or something.
3: Yeah, Steven's going to cry himself to sleep when he realizes how good of a performance Christian is. I know, Bill and didn't. I'm
2: going to love the movie Christian <laughs> Bale, Oscar nominated
3: it. for Thor Love and Thunder. <laughs> oh, don't even say <laughs> uh, those words. That would be great.
2: Martin Scorsese will quit.
1: You know, Martin Scorsese is going to sweep the Oscars this year with Killers of the Flower Moon anyway, so I don't know why we're worrying. Yeah. It's true. It's going to happen. Call my shot right now.
2: Speaking of Christian Bale, have you seen any of the um the Oppenheimer? scenes like i keep seeing all these videos on tiktok is like, he a, he's not of, an ovenheimer no but he's just a, he's a he's a <laughs> nolan boy okay
3: okay he's
2: a very loose bridge
3: yeah i feel like killian murphy is the ultimate nolan boy though he is now finally he's getting his due I diligence when they bring the fantastic four in he should be uh dr doom if killian murphy, killian murphy is in a yeah, marvel that's movie not idea. if that's killian my murphy fantastic joins
2: the marvel fantastic. cinematic universe i will never watch another movie again I'll stop watching movies.
1: John Krasinski as Reed Richards. That's that's, a, see, that That's the popular fan yeah. casting. That, and then there was...
3: Oh, there was another dude um, from... Chris Evans
2: as the fire guy?
3: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, he did that once. Uh, the dude from... I think it's it's Always Sunny. Um, somebody, Charlie Day? <laughs> no. I don't know. I can't think of...
2: I would love any of it. It's Always dude, Sunny. Dude, Charlie Day's sunny. playing Luigi uh, in the they Mario movie. They should just... All three of those guys <laughs> should be the... Fo- no, uh, not Charlie
3: boy. Day... Uh, uh, Glenn Howerton. Okay. It um, was apparently like a, a leading like. There's a rumor that he might be uh, Reed Richards. But no, my fantastic forecast. Doctor Doom is either Killian Murphy or Adam Driver, because uh, you know uh, Adam, Adam, Adam Driver, Driver <laughs> already has the Disney connection there. Yeah, you got to be in both yeah, universes exactly. to be a true Disney. Yeah. Um, John Krasinski <laughs> is obviously, I feel like, would just be sick as Reed Richards. Um, and then Sue Storm. Emily Blunt obviously because I mean they're married. Yeah. It's so, like it works. Or you bring Sophie Turner back and cuz I know she was in like the X-Men uh-huh. stuff. Hmm. Um I feel like that would be a good one for us, Sue Storm. And then Johnny Storm, I was thinking John Boyega, but hmm. I doubt he'll come back because he hates Disney yeah, no, because mm- of how they did with uh Finn and yeah. Star Wars. Or justifiably so as well. Um, or Liam Hemsworth. Bring the other Hemsworth probably. Oh, I think that, that would be great. Yeah. Um, and then Ben Grimm. Uh, the, you know, the they'd
1: thing. have like some cheesy ass scene where he meets Thor? Yeah, they'd be like, no, exactly. oh, do we know each other? <laughs> no, literally. Um, and then, uh, I hate that. <laughs> I just basically predicted that.
3: Yeah. Gonna Marvel, hire me. Down. I could write Feige, these fucking
2: movies. I he just looked in the window and he's like knocking in the door. Kevin Feige? Number. Yeah.
3: yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, and then the guy, Ben Grimm, you know, the guy that turns into the thing, uh, I said Sam Worthington, the guy who. Um, oh, from Avatar. From Avatar. <laughs> from that Avatar. actually, that's, I feel like why does that, that work? Perfect. Yeah, <laughs> no, literally, sign like hire me, Marvel as a casting director.
2: I I kind of wish Marvel
1: like
0: Did you know hired they nobody had the money to hire all these people. That could that's of course yeah. they do.
3: I just I just said they spend more
1: money on their casts than they do on the uh, the actual Anything production. Else. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah.
3: But I don't know. I think I'm excited for the direction of the MCU because. I'm I'm excited to see all the new all the new characters and like people that like the non the people who like the Marvel movies but are the, like there's there's a spectrum of Marvel fans. There's the like true to the comics, la da 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 and then there's like the Disney adults who have adopted the movies as their personalities. And then there's the people in the middle who like know like enough <laughs> background about the characters to understand like an origin story and then but like they don't care that much about the movies to make it their own personality. I feel like I'm like somewhere in there because like i haven't read a single marvel comic but i've watched all the movies but like i'm not gonna like pull up and like make i did make uh, a doctor strange quote my uh my senior quote in high school what was it like i can do it (laughs) no no it's just we're in the end game now (laughs) Uh Uh, but no i just i feel like i feel like i personally am in the middle of yeah this is cool but like i don't care that much I,
1: I wish we were back in like the 90s when nerds got bullied still yeah me too
2: i don't get bullied enough. In my <laughs> all head. those videos I, I really, of like Disney I really does it still count it if Disney? i got bullied thing? can can we
1: can we retroactively bully michael for <laughs> saying we're in Dude. the end game yeah. now michael right quote. now is
2: wearing all head-to-toe atlanta braves outfit yeah you don't get to be both michael you don't <laughs> yeah. get a tall muscular and a nerd Exactly. I don't
1: know about all that. Can, no. I, can, can I read a, a quote I saw on Reddit that I Please. put in our document about Disney adults? Uh, this is from the Blank Check subreddit, I think. Um, I screenshot this a while ago. And somebody said, last month I was at a party with some college – or they said – I just think we're in a really bad place culturally. Last month I was at a party with some college friends I don't really see anymore. We're 29, and all they could talk about was how excited they were to see the Buzz Lightyear movie. It must have talked for 20 minutes about recent Disney movies that they loved. Sorry, but I actually don't think it's okay to still be obsessed with Marvel, Disney, Harry Potter when you're pushing 30. If that makes me pretentious, then so be it. I'm clearly in the minority, though. And then someone responded with, In the 2010s, American adults became more infantilized than ever, and it seems like there's no going back. One of the most interesting things looking at pre-80s movies is just how many of them were explicitly made for adults. A majority of movies today seem to be made for combined viewing experience for middle schoolers and their parents. And I think that's very true, because if, uh, if you look at movies in the 70s and 80s and 90s that were popular, you'd have, like, fucking journalism movies, like All the President's Men making tons of money at the box office. You'd have, like, You know, Sidney Lumet movies and courtroom dramas and erotic thrillers and all these different genres of weird shit that, like, you know, are adult interests, you know? And now we have basically none of that. God, but it's so good. We occasionally get, like, you know... A licorice pizza. A licorice pizza. But he... But that's pretty much it. Unless you can't, uh, the modern day, there's no down the middle, like good adult movie. It either has to be like one of those really high end auteurs like PTA or Tarantino or it won't get made
2: or, or it's got to be like some streaming service like Apple's like, yeah, we'll give you $20,000 go make it. Yeah. Right. And it'll pop up in the bottom screen. Yeah. Somewhere. It'll yeah. be on someone's bottom screen. It'll get absolutely
1: yeah. buried just because they just need it to fill their content quotas. You know, they don't actually yeah. care about it. Um, and those are the types of movies that I want to make. I want to make like, grounded adult like stories. I just switch my major to media arts, and it's really sad that. Don't you have a film premiering soon? I do have. a oh film Oh my premiering. god! Oh yeah. Yes. Now, that
3: I, now that I think
1: about it, I can plug the that. Yeah. These Um. So I have a movie coming out. It's like ten minutes long. It's my very first short film, so it's gonna be. I wrote. It's gonna edited, be a little. It. <laughs> that's I, I not read true. the script.
3: I thoroughly enjoyed it. I um, was I was captivated by the script.
1: I I don't know how good it's gonna turn out. Uh, we're almost done editing it. Uh, we're kind of cutting it close because it premieres on Monday, but we're premiering it at our like Russell House Student Union Theater at seven thirty. So so if you're listening to this and you're on campus, come watch it, 730, Russell House Theater on Monday the 25th. If not, we'll post a, uh, a YouTube link on on Twitter. I'll retweet it from the squawk.
2: Um, I'm very excited. So that you guys yeah. can watch it. So. That
3: just popped back into my head. It's I'm called
2: Suburban Goons. So there's my little self promotion. The the poster for it is is fantastic too. Did you get yeah. bass on that?
1: Uh no, actually I got Sabrina on it. Yes, yeah, Sabrina. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. Sabrina, Sabrina, can Sabrina do no wrong. so talented.
1: Yeah. She did uh, the poster and the credit sequences and stuff. So
2: I'm yep. I'm very excited. Yeah, definitely check out this movie. Um no one's been working on this for a long time. Yep. Don't
1: say that because then people are going to have a lot of expectations. And, like, it's my first movie. Right, so go
3: into this with your expectations yeah. low. Yes. Expect it to suck and then come in and just be blown <laughs> away by it. It's
1: yeah. It was as our club. We have, like, a little Gamecock Filmmakers Club that we started um, behind 1080 C's back. <laughs> 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 and uh, it's it's our first attempt for everybody. So it was a learning experience, but we had a lot of fun making it. So I think it'll be fun to watch at least, even if it's not, you know, it's not going to be Citizen Kane, but that's okay.
3: Heck yeah, I'm excited. Yeah.
1: Um, anything else you guys watch that you want to talk about recently? Um, this is our last episode of the semester because uh, we have the month of May off for Daily Gamecock, and then Stephen and I think we're going to be picking up back yeah. up in first week of June. Hopefully, uh, I don't know what Stephen's summer plans are. I'll be here. We'll do it. We can't let our yeah. fans down. We we can we can do it remotely if yeah. we have to. We can record over Zoom. I so. think we'll all be in Columbia too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Then We'll we keep, make it work. We'll make it work. We might not have...
3: For a dedicated p- five to six listeners. Yeah. <laughs> we might That's not have this
1: pr- the pristine <laughs> audio quality that we do now, but we'll, we'll figure something out. And then, obviously, we'll be back in the fall. So,
2: any notes from you guys? Uh, I just want to say, go watch the show Severance. It's fantastic. Ben Stiller, surprisingly directing. It's um, it's like a weird sort of, like, desk office worker horror comedy um really fantastic adam scott i'm oh, pretty sure seen really movie. really phenomenal i i've kind of just put it on like kind of feeling sick of apple and was it turned out to be one of the coolest shows i've seen in a really long time so absolutely go watch that
1: yeah um i'm sad we can't talk about it on the podcast because it'll be past um when we stop but oh yeah the uh last season of ozark comes out uh in like two weeks i thought you were gonna talk about the northman Oh, well also the Northman. We're gonna go see that st- together so Steven and I are seeing on Friday, right? Yeah. I can't um, wait for that. And Only, uh, yeah. Only go so one I've, I've been binge watching Ozark and it's actually really good. And it, it made us talk about in our group chat about dad content, which I guess Goodfellas kinda ties into a little. And Steven I, shat on it for I, being dad think, content.
2: But dad content is the best, Steven. Dad content's the best. I don't think Goodfellas is dad content. I think like I don't know. I I, I I think there's I think Dad content is amazing but it just does fall into the popcorn side. Yeah. You know what I mean? I
3: thoroughly enjoyed Ozark. I yeah. watched uh seasons 1 and 2. I've with, never watched During it, the pandemic so. and loved every second of it. And then, you know, we got out of the I got, got out of the pandemic, got out of uh, quarantine and went back to school. Um when season 3 came out, I just never got around to it. I, just, I don't get around to watching like shows unless it's yeah. like like I I like make time to watch the Disney Plus mm-hmm, <laughs> stuff mm-hmm. that comes out cuz it's just like here yeah i know <laughs> it comes out just once a, a week L. and i've got time i like i'm getting in bed and go oh the new one's out let's watch it now but like i literally have watched four movies this year what? yeah i mean the i don't I, the adam project the batman moneyball and good Please Goodfellas. <laughs> say you didn't
2: watch the adam project
3: as one of your four Dude, movies i gave it a 3 okay well you I, know the the, at the least kid Goodfellas. the kid got casted as percy jackson and the Percy Jackson TV show. Um, another, re- I'm that.
1: gonna make another Ringer reference here. Um, Chris Ryan from uh, the Ringer on the Watch podcast called Ryan Reynolds the Antichrist of cinema because <laughs> oh my god, I not agree with he anymore. represents everything horrible about the industry right now. And I love Ryan, Reynolds. I can't agree more. I see all those TikTok memes that are like uh, if. You ask your, like, boyfriend if he likes Ryan Reynolds he says he doesn't, then, like, that means, like, he's gay. But if he says he is in love with Ryan Reynolds, then that means he's straight. So it's, like, if he <laughs> if hates... If that means
2: I'm gay, I'm proud. Yeah, I then I am proud f- to my flag right, right now because I hate
1: Ryan Reynolds. I love Ryan Reynolds. He's
2: funny. I think he's a funny, normal guy, but I think his effect on the cinema industry is... He deadly.
3: owns a soccer team. That's funny. Yeah,
2: he owns a lot. Doesn't he own, like, a banking company or he something? A, he also he owns, a gin,
3: like, a yeah, like gin, or gin or tequila or
1: something. Thing. So, I like Ryan Reynolds.
3: He's a mogul, but... I'm he- telling you, it takes a lot for me to, like, genuinely hate or, like, just dislike something, so, like... Are we surprised that I like Ryan Reynolds? I
2: watched Free Guy, and I've never felt
3: <laughs> yeah. like I, I should watch never that, watch a movie a ever again. Yeah, the that. last five minutes of Free Guy made me
1: go, "Oh my god, we're forget like the apocalypse; it's already here." Yeah. Like, <laughs> when he starts whipping out all the like random Disney IP oh. shit, like like at the last, I'm like, "I know you haven't seen it. Spoilers for no, Free I, Guy." No, I, I've seen it. At I've the last like ten minutes, I, yeah. he just starts like whipping out lightsabers and Captain America shields and fighting the bad guy, and like I literally want to like.
2: And keep in mind the bad dying. guy is actually himself, yeah like, but muscular, yeah. and then yeah. it
1: turns out at the end that like actually it was Joe Curie's character like gaslighting that girl the whole time and that he was actually like free guy, controlling free guy. Do you remember that?
2: Wait, what? yeah, like Joe
1: Curie's character was controlling the free guy the whole time,
2: what? so like he
1: was like seducing that girl and like basically emotionally manipulating her the whole m- It makes no sense when you actually dig into it, it makes no sense so you're it's telling one me of the worst movies I've ever seen <laughs> uh. Well, it's basically like if you took the Truman Show and made it absolute dog shit. Bad. Yeah, yeah, that's
3: what Free Guy is. Um, well, that's another. Add that to the list of historic things I haven't seen. Dude, you would you would like the Truman Show? I think
1: Jim Carrey. It's I funny, see, but I it's also I very deep. I see clips of like yeah.
3: all these movies like on TikTok. Like I literally saw one yesterday, and I was just like, Have I you know seen the, what the TikToks
1: of like greatest acting performances of all time? And it's like somebody like yelling into the mirror, like Jake it, Gyllenhaal it, making no, fun of it. It's and just like, the. It's always the Daniel Day Lewis, like I've
2: my boy my boy! Yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah, those are funny. Um,
1: real quick, give me your Scorsese rankings.
2: I, I, I've spent seen. the pa- I've literally, this entire episode, I've had the, like, his film discography, or, I don't know, filmography pulled up, and I cannot, I mean, I have to say, I think Taxi Driver is his best movie. I, I don't think that, like, I still think that's probably one of the most, like, unique and stylistic and, like, kind of weirdly, like, Fantastic movies I've ever seen. Um, I don't know. I'm very partial to the The Departed. Noah and I always go yes. back and forth of over the ranking of Goodfellas, The Departed, and Casino. Um, I think The Departed is amazing, but it almost falls maybe into the popcorny side of movies. It's, yeah, it's well, very it's,
1: Scor- it's Scorsese doing a popcorn. Break. Yeah, exactly. But it's exactly. so good.
2: It's so good. So I think I think maybe Taxi Driver and, and Raging Bull are my favorites. I've never like. One of the most bizarre original. things
1: ever is I showed one of my roommates *The Departed*, and their complaint was that it was boring. What? <laughs> I was like, *The what? Departed* is the least boring movie of all time. Yeah. Literally, it's like shot like a fucking Michael Bay movie. I like, have seen another Scorsese movie. <laughs> what? I'm *Hugo*. Oh. Yes, he's made a kids movie too. I That's why when people that, say right. Scorsese only makes gangster movies, I it's like he's literally it. made like
3: five gangster. I movies. I literally, I pulled up a list of everything he's made, and I was like, okay, good fellas. Oh, Shutter Island! I watched Shutter Island. I saw that. Oh, there you go, movie. another yeah. great movie.
2: Yeah, that's a really good movie. I yeah. saw
3: that one recently. I was very confused by that, and then like I finally like started yeah. to understand. I was mm-hmm. like, oh. I've seen um, yeah. eighteen Scorsese movies,
1: um, and every single one of his besides. My number eighteen is a four stars or higher. My last place is at a three and a half stars. Cape Fear. Yeah,
2: Cape Fear's. I I was gonna say that's probably his worst movie.
1: It's it's good, but it's just not as. It, it doesn't, doesn't feel like him. Highs, it yeah. doesn't
2: feel like a complete. And it's it'd be, a remake. Yeah, it would be yeah. like a really good like short film. You know what I mean? Like if it was yeah. like thirty minutes yeah. long. I'd Yeah, it's like, like oh a good God. thriller, but it just yeah. doesn't like live up
1: to. Spurs I've been to Cape heights. Fear too. Um, that's all I can think about. Mean Streets debut debut number seventeen. Really good movie. It's just like lower budget. Yeah. Um... Actually, I don't know why I said that. It's not his debut. It's his first gangster movie. It's like what made him blow up. Um, yeah. Number 16, No Direction Home, the Bob Dylan documentary. Really good, but, it. but it's a documentary, so that's why it's lower. But keep in mind, still, four, out of, it's four good, out of five I think it's probably one stars. of the best yeah.
2: documentaries. Even,
1: even Mean Streets and No Direction Home, they're at the bottom, but they're yeah. still four four True. out of five. Which is
2: generous for Noah. Yeah.
1: Aviator, four out of five. Number 15, can Comedy, 4 out of 5, number 14. Casino, this is when they go up to 4.5 out of 5.
2: I, I don't like Casino. I would say No Direction is better than Casino. I, I like Casino. And Aviator better than Casino. The first
1: time I watched Casino, I didn't Sacha like Vera it. Sacha Cohen is a Hugo? Sorry. He's, he's probably, probably my favorite my
2: part of Hugo. He's
1: the second kid. time I watched Casino, I was like, oh, I didn't get it the first time, now I get it, you know? Yeah. Um, 12, Age of Innocence, have you seen this movie?
2: No, but I want to. Very so
1: underrated, bad. I have the Blu-ray. One of the most beautiful looking movies I've ever seen, like absolutely stunning. Every yeah. single shot is like a, a painting. It's awesome. Daniel Day-Lewis and Michelle Pfeiffer just like yeah, I gotta
2: watch that movie. pining
1: after each other. It's like the unrequited love of the movie, basically. Yeah. Um, 11, Shutter Island. Uh, really, really good. I think that's higher up. Um, I think
2: Raging Bull is way higher. 10,
1: Raging Bull. Well, this is the thing. They're all bangers from here on out. Yeah. 10, Raging Bull, four and a half out of five.
2: I think Raging Bull is better than The Irishman. I would swap Shutter Island. I would say Irishman is like Ten. Everything below, everything above that is.
1: Nine. Last Temptation of Christ.
2: Okay. Yeah, that's that's a good movie. Eight. The I've Irishman. I've never seen that all the way through. I I don't like The Irishman. Here I'm, I'll just say it. We
1: have a Slack channel called TDG Irishman Memes because yeah. another way this podcast got started is everybody shitting on me for liking The Irishman. So like, you
2: <laughs> like that three and a half hour movie it's
1: about the old people? Seen. Don't watch it. Yeah. Seven. Wolf of Wall Street. Great movie. Awesome. Never seen that one. one of Leo's best performances. Yeah. Should have won agree. the Oscar. Instead of Matthew McConaughey for Dallas Buyers Club. Um, mm, actually, you know, who you know who should have won that year but wasn't even nominated? Oscar Isaac for Inside Lewin Davis. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 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 Talk when about a good wins, movie.
3: He uh, wins for Moon Knight. <laughs> oh, he probably will. <laughs> he's going to win the Emmy for Moon yeah. He's, he's going to win for. Uh, um uh he's gonna he's gonna win one for apocalypse um <laughs> x-men apocalypse and what 2016 they're gonna just give it to but, him now because they're gonna realize i'm was, not yeah.
2: gonna lie he was, was
3: poe
1: dameron hurt. best supporting actor yeah. in yeah. the absolutely. last jedi
3: absolutely
1: <laughs> <laughs> somehow palpatine returned <laughs> the dead speak uh yeah n- number six is where they start to go up to five out of five um after hours great yeah. great little movie it's so like simple but awesome it's yeah. just like it's like blue velvet but like on steroids yeah I, um five color money best sports movie of all time movie. basically um besides the sandlot um it's about him playing tom cruise and paul newman playing pool it's actually a sequel oh. to a 60s film called the hustler oh yeah it's really good you should you should watch it it's about gambling it's about pool it's awesome uh four silence underrated masterpiece. I really want to see
2: that. That's like top of my list of what yeah. I need to see right now.
1: Silence is like this, really meditative, like exploration of like struggle, like faith as struggle, um, with Liam Neeson and Andrew Garfield, and it's insane to me that that year uh, Andrew Garfield got nominated for Hacksaw Ridge, but not Silence, because yeah. his performance in Silence is ten times. Hacksaw Ridge,
2: like his Hacksaw Ridge like performance, like he whatever. should have won the Oscar for Silence, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah I don't, watch. don't. Yeah. Um, that's okay.
1: And then. The last three are also five out of fives, but if we're being honest, they're like 10 out of fives. Um, Taxi Driver, just beautiful, breathtaking. Two, Departed, uh, one of the most fun movies ever made. And number one, Goodfellas, the most rewatchable movie ever made. Those
2: three movies are, like, I don't think you can put any. I don't know if
1: any other director has a top three as good as Taxi Driver, Departed, Goodfellas. Seriously, yeah. Yeah, Yeah.
2: I mean, that's why he is the. Maybe Spielberg,
1: Spielberg, like, Jaws, Catch Me If You Can, AI would be my top three for. Spielberg, that comes, oh my God. that comes close. Taxi
2: Driver and AI, AI doesn't stand a chance. AI,
1: AI is underrated. I'll fight you on that. Okay, AI well, Taxi Driver is not slubs.
2: underrated.
1: Yeah. Cameron, actually, Cameron Crowe. I, this is a Homer pick because I love Almost Famous. But Almost Famous, say anything. Jerry Maguire is a top three. Mm-hmm. Also rivals anybody else yeah, for me. Th- those are good. But that's movies. also that's kind of personal taste. That's yeah. not They're not as like,
2: they're yeah. not great achievements. When you get into either. such good movies like that, it just kind of comes down to personal yeah. taste like that.
1: Maybe Robert Altman with the uh, Nashville Long Goodbye and Brewster McLeod. Yeah. Or maybe McCabe and Mrs. Miller instead of Brewster McLeod. I don't know. You should watch some more Robert Altman. Yeah, I, like I need he's to watch more. Underrated. Anyways, we're, we're running out of time. We've, we ran out of time. We'll have to edit this down a little bit. Yeah. Plus, we got Darius Ruck interview, but I had a blast talking with you yeah, guys. Yeah, what a great
2: semester. Thank yeah. you to anyone who's listened. I'm really happy this uh, happened, and, and we'll definitely do our best to keep this going. and And uh, keep it a thing. Just just some
1: housekeeping. Uh, Follow us on socials at the squawk underscore, both on Twitter and Instagram. Um, New episodes will come out um, every Friday again, starting in June, or maybe every other week. We'll decide. We'll let you know when we come back in June. But um, it's been a blast getting this started with you guys. Um, This podcast is hosted by Stephen Pastis and Noah Trainer, created and coordinated by Michael Sauls. uh, Logo, um, art by Stephen Pastis, music by Stephen Pastis.